Last time on the Bestow Curse podcast, our heroes looted the were-rat Warren and headed back to the surface after their harrowing encounter. After unloading some gear and unwinding a bit, our heroes cured Devargo's man of Blood Veil and headed back into the city to help the recovery effort. What awaits them on their quest to defeat the sickness sweeping Corvosa? The Cursed Campaign continues now. Guys, we had a chill episode, finally. Yeah. We needed a chill episode, I think. Desperately. Yeah. It's a little yeah. relaxing, yeah. It's nice and relaxing to kick back with a couple drinks. A little reprieve. Yeah, reprieve. Mm-hmm. We invented a new lore alcohol, too. That's, you know, we don't do that every day. <laughs> that was good. That was good stuff. Mm-hmm. A landmark innovation. Sailor Jagari. Oh, man, we should do that for one of our... Uh, Patreon merch drops, Sailor Sailor Jagaris. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> that would since, be really since good. Since we don't like technically sell those, I'm sure we can't technically infringe any copyrights. I think we should do it. <laughs> all of our people start looking into it. Yeah, yeah, all, all those people. So, with Sailor Jagaris in mind, we were all in high school and college once. What is uh, what's everybody's favorite bottom shelf liquor? And I, I need you to sell me on why you would drink it too, aside from having $10 in your pocket. The year is 2014. <laughs> I'm hanging out in my apartment with four other dudes getting ready to go out and party. But no, we're not going out and partying. We're going to play, play some Call of Duty Nazi zombies all night long and get wasted. And what do you need to do that? Well, this is a situation where two wrongs make a right. You get yourself a $6.99 handle of Kimchatka in the plastic bottle, you mix that up with a little Sunny D, and you're having a great time. Just kick back, blow some zombies' heads off, drink diesel fuel, and get lit. Kimchatka, the official drink of Nazi zombies. I have a great friend that works at the parent company of Kimchatka, Oh, uh, Suntory Beam, <laughs> and he got me a Kimchatka t-shirt. Haven't drank Kimchatka in like ugh, six or seven years because it's pretty bad. You literally need to go back in time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it's Kimchatka vodka. That's that. That was me in all of college, and uh, I stand by it. But it's it's not normal. It's it's not really. It's forty two proof. Like it's no no no. That's a common misconception. They have. There's two like, Kimchatka. Yeah, they have yeah. full-blooded Kimchatka, and then they have the 42 proof that they can sell in... But the, uh, ch- the cheaper one, the one in the plastic handle... Uh-huh. Oh, they're both in the plastic handle. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Near me, the ones in the plastic handles that were the price that mm-hmm. you listed, which was like, I don't know, seven bucks. Yep. That was always the 42 proof only. Oh, no, by me, it, it was, was both of them. It was yeah. more expensive to get the 80 proof. Actually, they. I, I'm sure that's the case. Um but I didn't actually hadn't run into any of the 42 proof until I moved out here. Um, I went to school in Indiana and yeah, it was all the full blooded vodka stuff. Yeah. And I stand by Sonny D and Kimchatka two wrongs make a right. It was pretty good for college drinking. (laughs) Just two artificial flavors competing with each other. Uh, You're having a good time. 
I like that. I like that answer. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't tell me why it's better than any other cheap vodka, but I think I think the nostalgia is why for you. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, I have I have two that uh, that kind of compete for for space in in my heart uh, that I that I would drink and, and on the scarring of your liver. Yeah, and uh, compete for space. Yeah, in the fatty tissue of my liver. Yep. So in college. It was it was tough enough, like with the Kamchakas of the world, to you know make a mixed drink with that horrible stuff. So you end up potentially opting for the cheapest flavored stuff you can. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, I'm getting older. I'm getting older. I'm realizing I'm older because when I was in college, there was no Pink Whitney, but there was Burnett's Pink Lemonade. Yeah, there was. <laughs> I steered clear of that. I mean, God be with you. And, uh, you know, lemonade's going to be the through line with these because I think, because um, I would mix the two sometimes mm. or, you know, and, and mix them with lemonade. But my other is UV blue. Oh, yep. I didn't know that was an option. UV blue is like eight bucks. Dude. Yeah. I- Do you know how much you guys, I talked about this mm-hmm. before we went on air, but Bacardi, we talked about the flavors not being bottom shelf, but they are nine ninety nine per, uh, what is it called fifth? And I know that because that I bought, bought way too many of us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, it was an absolute staple of me in college to make what's called riot punch. Absolutely. Which was fifty percent UV blue, fifty percent amp energy. Oh, that, yeah, that's a good one. Get I like that. Get absolutely deleted. So through those, you're out of your mind. I went through a phase where I was like, I do not want to take up any space in my fridge. And so in college, I went through a phase where I didn't want to take up any space in my fridge for juice, but I also didn't couldn't go through like juice all the way. So I would purchase the Bacardi uh, Limon and I would just mix that with water because it just tastes like lemon water. And then that sounds really bad now that I'm old. I was notorious for the 50-50 tequila sprites. Mm. Uh, And it was like it was like that that bottom shelf i don't even know the brand but the like the wrinkly glass bottle of tequila yep, at the bottom yep. there yeah that and sprite 50 50 the wrinkly Yuck. glass yeah it's i mean I'm, sur- I'm surprised i have any taste buds left to be honest from those days hmm. well chris what are you selling us on i didn't i didn't drink too much like bottom shelf even in like college or ever but out out of college once i got out into the into the world you know uh, you're you're sitting at at home in your your apartment that you don't actually own. You know, getting off uh, for a job that you don't really like that much. You just got shoved into, and you're looking for something to you know kind of take the edge off. You know, maybe looking to get into whiskey for the first time, which was me uh, around that time. And uh, I started in on Canadian Club, Canadian Oof, Club whiskey. Mm. Yeah, that's that was your starting point. Whiskey. Yeah, it's starting point. Name. You got to go up from somewhere, right? Yeah. That's true. So, you know, you just, you know, you pour it neat, sip it, Canadian club. There you go. We had a, we had a famous drink early in my drinking career, which I think is a a whiskey that's probably on about the same tier, Uh, but we would do Old Crow and Red Bull. Mm. Oh, doesn't sound great. Could have gone, could have gone Red Bull vodka, got a, you know, like a, a Kamchatka and done it with that. Don't know why. We were on the old Crow and Red Bull train, mm. but that train leads to nowhere, my friends. That train leads to uh, an incomplete track over a cliff. Just drinking 
high ABV battery acid. That's rough. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Yum. Uh, my my cheap alcohol or cheap liqueur of choice is always rum. And in college for me, I went to school in Wisconsin. So sometimes you're just longing for something a little bit more tropical. But I was a poor college student. So my go-to was Admiral Nelson's coconut rum. Mm. Yeah. But you have to mix it with Coca-Cola. I don't like okay, Coke on that's... its own. I don't like the taste of alcohol straight or cheap alcohol straight. But together, it's you impressively good. You had me. You lost me. <laughs> yeah. You lost me on the Coca-Cola and coconut. Yes. Yep, you mix a white or a clear liquor with you, a dark. What'd you liquor. call that? Did you call that Coca Coca Cola? Coca Cola nut. We it was such a staple in our house uh, in undergrad that it didn't even have a name. That was just like what we drank. Not there's Emily juice. <laughs> <laughs> Careful sipping there. That's not a regular Coke. <laughs> you got to give it a try sometime. So what, what, you're, you're a food scientist. What is the flavor profile of that? Uh, so uh, th they are two things that should not be mixed. But essentially, you end up with a very artificial tropical coconut note to Coca-Cola. It's, it's, it's a weird combination, but it does help drown out the alcohol. And I believe it's only like 20% alcohol. So that helps with the taste too yeah you go pretty heavy on that poor i remember like honorable mention for me just because i just because i remember distinctly and you know we we can argue all day about whether this is bottom shelf or not but um i was a big fireball drinker in in college because it you know it's so easy to drink <laughs> and, and oftentimes you know that's what i would take to the pregame i'd take a fifth of fireball um and, and, you know, whether or not some of it made it home was another conversation. But I would often get the classic, I've been drinking Fireball from the bottle for two hours, ring on the top of my lip. Of like orange? Of, it would burn. It, it burns you. Yeah. Because it's cinnamon. Like it's the cinnamon, orange, like the cinnamon like, irritates oh. your skin. It's like oh. the worst chapped lip you can Yeah, get. so you'd get like Ooh. you'd get like a, a a little bottle mark of like irritated skin from Ouch. drinking too much fireball out of the and and then and then I think it was maybe my junior year of college when my dad um kept pestering me about like, well, there's there's like refrigerator coolant in that fireball. Like they they tested what's in it. <laughs> you should not drink that. Mm-hmm. I was like, do you think they still keep that in there after they tested it? Couldn't have been junior year. That's when we met over a thing of Fireball at Moonshine. No, that was sophomore year. Oh, yeah, that was sophomore. Yeah. Was it? Wow. Yeah. Isn't Fireball like illegal in Europe because of that or something? I, fe I feel like it is. I might be just putting bullshit out into the air, but I'm, I think that it's not legal to drink in certain places. Well, these days, if you're a fan of like the, the little bottles of Fireball, mm -hmm. you have to read the label because some of them are not whiskey. Some of them are malt, yeah. Yeah, some of them are like a malt beverage and they're way less ABV. They're like, mm. the whiskey ones are are double as potent. So yeah, Fireball is banned in Europe. I knew it. it doesn't meet the European regulations for levels of propylene glycol, which is a an 
a more environmentally friendly, safe substitute for ethylene glycol, which is antifreeze. So it's a yeah. it's an antifreeze alternative that I guess they don't like you drinking a lot of in Europe. Hey, drink Fireball, stay warm. Exactly, not freezing. Maybe that's why it was burning. <laughs> <laughs> so. As far as like the one I would like to advertise to you guys. Okay, so it's not the uh, Bacardi Limon? No, that was just a comment because I didn't think the flavored ones were an option because I'll tell you, I got those all the time. That was like a nice treat. Those were $9.99 per fifth. I was good. Um, and I could get a f- nice fancy flavor. But the the thing that I did very often when I was, you know, strapped for cash, I get the bottom shelf tequila, there were a couple brands that were pretty common, but they were never, it's almost never, it felt like it was never the same ones. But Los Cabos was one of them for sure. There was one that was like El Toro. Uh, that was horrible. Mm-hmm. If, the plastic jug with the sombrero on it. Yeah. That's definitely bottom shelf. I can't that, remember what brand that that's is. That's El Toro. Is that El Toro? Yep. Then there was also, if I was feeling like I had like a little extra cash at the end of the week i would get saza but that was only if i was feeling very expensive so then what i would do and the reason why i like i think you can still do this is you buy yourself the overly flavored uh margarita mix or you just buy concentrated from the freezer the concentrated like lime juice Mm -hmm. Mm. and you just that's the easiest thing you just make yourself a pitcher and it doesn't matter because it's concentrated lime juice that stuff is legitimately concentrated in flavor as well and so it covers it all so you can buy the cheap tequila for those cases and you just don't need to worry about it being nice and then if you want to like you know have have tequila to drink you can buy the nice stuff but like even to this day i feel like if i was gonna make a giant pitcher of uh margaritas i'm not gonna buy like really nice tequila <laughs> unless i want the tequila flavor to come through because personally i don't yeah, or you, you you buy the pint of uh, Wild Irish Rose fortified wine. Mm. <laughs> I'm gonna say, for the most part, I'm not buying much liquor right, like <laughs> these days. Well, listen to the Hideous Slasher podcast if you want to hear us talk more about liquor. <laughs> well, I need to give out hero points to everyone because yeah. it's a refresh, and this one comes from Alex. Are you alone? Do you wish you had lots of friends? Do you compulsively murder at least one person a day? Do you lie like the color red? Well, the Red Mantis welcome you. Join our community of like-minded individuals every Thursday at the Bridgeport Community Center. We discuss current events, play icebreaker games, worship Ekachek or Achechek, uh, the Titan Nightmare, the Typhoon of Grasping Claws, Mantis God of Murder. At the and at the end of the day, every month we have a raffle for gift cards to Lorthax Cheesecakes. Sign up today. Huh. Compelling. Okay. Enticing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very enticing. And I'm feeling generous. You guys could just add a uh, hero point. Two? Two? Oh, so we're about to have Uh-oh. a real bad combat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or we're going to interact with some like assholes that we really need to get on our side. Remember, you have to spend all your hero points to stabilize. Mm, that's true. Mm-hmm. I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. well, you late to bed, probably late to rise the next morning and you know Sazzy's like oh jeez has anybody got any hair of the hellhound I'm feeling a little uh, little messed up this morning I am sure we could whip something up I was gonna say I don't know what that is <laughs> but dog. I hear that hair of the dog yeah hair of the dog is more liquor that's exactly what he says <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking to drink anything more suit yourself I'm just trying to feel a little bit, a bit better this morning well 
I mean, I think that we're gonna... I, did we all separate for the night? Yes, I went okay. home. Okay, then I would never open it. We'll say that to Sassy. But, if that's the case, I'm sure you guys are all gonna... We, we usually we have a meeting place yeah. at the bedroom. Like, right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and when you meet up there, Sylvie, you recognize uh, the man that you had spoken to from the uh, from Lavenders that was waiting in line the other day is kind of sitting outside of the bedroom blade. You see him like kind of like cough to himself <coughs> and he looks over as you approach. Um, I'm, <coughs> I'm not feeling any better. I, I'm starting to think the Lavender's cure is <coughs> not working. I... I wanted to hope that it would at some helpful properties, but I am not surprised. I am, I am so sorry you are in this position. You look awful. I, I do have a friend who might be able to help you. Just stay here for a moment. And uh, Sylvie is going to go inside and find Mir. If her door is unlocked, I guess. Yeah, Mir knew you guys were coming, so when when she was up and around, she would have unlocked it. So she'll uh, reach you. Hello, Sylvie. It is, it is good to see you, but I am afraid I need to ask for some help in this this morning. The man that I met that was trying the cure from lavenders, he is back and in. A sore shape. I was thinking maybe uh, you could talk to him and get some more, more healing-focused information, and then we could try to help him or see if he could get us an in at the shop. I could definitely give it a shot, and uh, she'll go outside to see if she could help. Sure. Um. I oh man, I really don't want to use my own my only removed disease on him, but it's the right thing to do, and it's what Mir would do. <laughs> I mean, we could also try to take like get him help somewhere else. I mean, I don't know where he's gonna go. Everywhere's sick. Yeah, I mean, you you remember he was hoping to that this cure worked because it's like yeah a tenth of the price of actually getting removed disease cast on you. All right. I will be doing removed disease on this person. For free, mind you. Take that, Abadar and clerics. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll see if I can uh, counteract. counteract. Okay. Give me a counteract roll. What is counteract based on? Counteract should be your character level plus your proficiency modifier. So it should be okay. a plus seven. Yeah. All right, I rolled an 11 on the die for 22. 22 um, is successful at counteract. All right. All right, uh, how, how you feeling? Oh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, feel- <clears throat> I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, thank you for, for healing me. That I was, wouldn't have been able to afford that kind of magic. And is there any way that I can help to repay you? What do we want from him? And into the perfume shop. Yeah, if he could do some reconnaissance or like get us a connection in, I think that would be pretty helpful. Or at the very least, just describe who he talked to, any any potentially useful information. 
Can you start by telling us everything you know about the perfume shop and the people in it? Sure. Uh, the the woman that runs Lavenders is, is named Vendra Logri. She, um, she's been running it for several years. Uh, oh, when, when you go in, you know, there are, she has a couple women, you know, helping customers. And she has two kind of brutish looking men, uh, just observing, you know, it's a, it's quite a big line. Every time I've passed it and when I waited, I, you know, I even sat in it overnight. So I think they're just there to, to keep the peace if, if anyone gets frustrated or a fight breaks out, you know. When business is closed, it's closed, and usually, like, the, the next person in line or the next couple people get quite upset. So so she has um, some enforcers there. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, you know, I, I purchased it. It tasted awful. Nothing like she claimed it tasted like. Um, aside from that, I, you know, I, 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 I can't really get you an in. I, I'm, I don't know, Vendra. I just waited in line like everyone else. But I, uh, well, I bought a spare bottle in case I got my my partner sick. And I'll tell you, he, he I stayed kind of quarantined in a um, in in our bedroom, and they didn't bother me uh, while I was sick. I came here because I know that Miss Sylvie had had offered me help in exchange for you know telling her how the how the cure worked um, and obviously it didn't so this was kind of my last hurrah uh, but I have this bottle uh, my partner they were never they didn't come into contact with me while I was ill so I have no need of it if you'd like to take it or examine it or whatever I, I'd like that I'd like to look through this and see what is actually in this it's clearly not a cure Sure. Um, I, it would it would require you know some some time and a crafting check to be able to discern the components here. All right, Sylvia, it's up to you now. I will <laughs> take a look at it. But uh, before you go, uh, it could also be helpful if you talk to anyone who is trying to seek out this cure from lavender. If you could set them straight. I know it now. You have received help, and so you are getting better, but if you can can help spread the word that maybe they can have fewer people scammed. I can certainly help spread the word. I, I fear if I try and convince anybody in the line, I might get shooed away from from the premises by her enforcers, but I'll I'll talk to people, everyone I know, and tell them that it's a sham and to seek magical healing. Can you talk to me about those enforcers? How many were there? And how often are they out there? There were two in the in the main shop. I think Vendra lives in the apartment behind the shop. I'm not sure. Um, there is there is like an apartment down the alley. Um, but when I was there, you know, during business hours, I, you know, it was just Vendra and, and uh, her two kind of like saleswomen and and these enforcers that were carrying, uh, you know, what looked like kind of like a some kind of bludgeoning weapon they could hit you with, but maybe not kill you with. 
The only other thing I saw that was interesting was one of the enforcers during during the night while I was staying there had come out of the um, of the alleyway from from behind where the apartment is, and there's like an old abandoned building behind it too. Uh, had come up rolling a uh, a big barrel, and then about half an hour later, they they rolled the same barrel back down the alley. I couldn't tell you where they went, because I was staying in line, but... Hmm. Follow the barrel. Interesting. Hmm. My first thought is, maybe whatever they're hawking as the cure is is just... They're just refilling that in the barrel. That's what I figured, yeah. For sure. Sylvie's gonna take a closer look at this cure with a uh, 28 crafting check. Wow. Okay. You uh, can pretty readily determine the components of this. And it makes sense why your friend might have disliked the taste. Do you think it's a combination of sugar, river water, and perfume that gives it its unique uh, scent? And, you know, it certainly, you know, when you're examining it, it smells good. smells like it'll taste good, but it, it clearly doesn't. This, this cure that they are selling, it could make you even more sick. It is just the water from the river mixed with sugar and perfume. Anything in that water could grow with the sugar, and that perfume will do nothing for the taste, only to make it more appealing before you consume. Yeah, that recipe sounded a lot like some of the drinks we described the first 15 minutes of the song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, weirdly enough, the uh, this is, it's UV blue, sunny deep. <laughs> oh. Does this guy have the little uh, yeah, burn he's, he's ring a, a burn ring from the, from the fireball, it's from the refrigerant or whatever, from the... They call that specific set of ingredients, they, they call that drink the control group. The control group, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got a sugar pill. Uh, so at this point, you know, Sylvie's expertise here is is telling you that this cure is bullshit. But this woman's got a line out the door selling it, and you remember that this guy told you, you know, he for a for a regular townsperson, like he spent a small fortune on this. Like mm-hmm. he spent he spent a gold piece on it, which you know is is probably more than a couple honest days' work for him. If he bought two, you know. All right, well, it sounds like we're going to have a stern conversation with her that will rapidly turn to violence. Well, there's no question <laughs> that I think we're all on the same page here that this uh, shenanigan needs to be shut down. Is there anyone we, we want to talk about before we do that, like Cressida or, or someone of the like, uh, to either get their blessing or or notify them before we before we go in and try to shut this down? At this time, Vex shows up. <laughs> <laughs> looking kind of like a mess gets caught up <sighs> maybe we should drop a line to Cressida Diego that's probably a good idea just let her know what's happening here but beyond that briefing I don't know what she's gonna do I'm I'm of the opinion that once we let her know we should probably head over there ourselves and have words with this lady see what she's trying to do seems quite obvious what she's trying to do but give her an out if she don't want to take it well then maybe we stop her from hurting this town. It's what we do, right? 
it is what we have done. I just, I think Cressida might want a heads up that we're breaking the peace before we break it. Even oh, if for the sure, peace yeah. is, uh, uh, should be broken. Um, no, I, I don't disagree. Let's let's let her know. And if if she doesn't want to take direct action, I think we should. I agree. We can even show her the proof that this is nothing more than a scam. Yeah, you have proof. So, uh, so yeah, if you guys head over to Citadel Volshnik, you would find a very haggard-looking Cressida. Uh, you haven't seen her in a couple days. You know, she she greets you kind of weakly, wearily. Uh, now, what what do the four of you need? Oh goodness, it's it's been a week, hasn't it? Cressida, how are you doing? You look a little worse for wear. Has Shawnee not been helping you out like he has been? You know, he's... Uh, I honestly haven't seen him since the committee meeting. If I'm, you know, I'm, to tell you the truth, I think he's probably as busy as anyone during this time fixing people. They don't have the, don't have the priority to take him away from healing people at the temple. You know, uh, with this plague, we're all stretched quite thin. I guess that's understandable, but I hope you are taking care of yourself. Because if you can't take care of yourself, you know, there's people dependent on you. I'm just concerned, is, is all I'm saying. You're right. Yeah, I, I know. But if I'm not, we're spread so thin that if I'm not moving things in the directions that they need to be going, you know, any waste of manpower is, is lives at this point. Right. Well, I guess in that case, you probably aren't going to be too thrilled with the news we're about to bring to you. <laughs> Lay it on me. Thank yeah, the, the news keeps getting worse. My friend Sylvie here was wandering home a few nights ago and walked by an establishment that was peddling a cure for a blood vow. And, well, we got a hold of a sample of what they were pushing on people. And um, Sylvie, w- w- what was in it again? It, it wasn't right. It is no cure at all. This is, and she holds up the vial, this is just a mixture of sugar, river water, and some perfume. And she'll hand it over to Cressida to take a look. <laughs> she just laughs to herself almost sadly and like puts, you know, presses on her temple just to try and relieve the headache she clearly has. And she's like, <laughs> if, if the Jigari could cure this disease I'd send everyone for a swim <laughs> uh, alright and you know it's, you, you've been walking by it's getting popular people are dependent on it huh yeah they're, they're thieves they're charlatans they're taking advantage of people's desperation in these awful times people are turning to anything that can help them out and they're peddling this fake fix they're doing more harm than good they're gonna get people sick yeah this uh you know, this needs to be shut down. I assume anyone that goes to them isn't going to be waiting in line for the temples or, you know, buy-in anti-plagues and that kind of thing that could actually help them. Uh, here's the deal. I don't... <laughs> I honestly can't spare any men, but what I can do is I can at least give you something that looks imposing. Uh, hopefully she doesn't know that y- you can't officially enforce anything. Um... I'll write you a warrant. I'll sign it. I'll seal it. Stamp it. If you were members of the of the guard, obviously you could enforce it. If it comes to it, and she's not, you know, she's not willing to go quietly or anything, 
Uh, please don't kill anyone over this. But uh, if you if you can, you know, shut her down and and bring her in. You know, this is, this is a crime to the people. This I'm not even sure what we charge her with, but we have to shut the business down as fast as possible. And you know, she should be dealt with. Um, the you know the options I give you here are you can you know your fastest bet is give her this try and convince her that this is an official warrant and you're official um maybe that'll shut her up and shut her down um you, you can bring the you know you can bring the um the vial as your you know official sample and I can even sign something that says I've you know, I've been been given the sample and you know and been, and we've tested it none of this can obviously be official so you can in no capacity really shut her down unless she believes you right and if she doesn't believe you well you know don't hurt any of her customers but if you have to rough her up or whatever you get her to come in you know maybe she'll you know throw one quick punch she might she might just have had it and and be willing to come quietly i i don't know i, I really know the the proprietor of lavenders I, you know the only thing i've heard about it is that they do ridiculous kinds of deals all the time I, I heard they were doing like a free imp with every purchase type thing one time you know she's she can't really be a, a very scrupulous business person so it it'd be for the best to to be rid of her shop honestly the, the second option I'd, I'd pose is that, and you know, this is going to take longer and unfortunately probably cost the people in line today, you know, cost them their a day of the plague, you know, or them finding another resource. But if you can find um, one of one of my guardsmen, you know, and, and take them away from whatever they're doing for 10 minutes, they can actually enforce this warrant. I can't tell you that that'll you know, make her come any more quietly, but at least you have someone official with you. Um, that those are, you know, those are the only two options I can really, really give you, you know, otherwise we kind of have to let her keep business as usual until, until I get, you know, a, a spare group of guards to go out there, which, you know, could take a week. I don't, you know, with, with everything going on, I, I can't say, I can't say how long it'll take to deal with this. We're not going to let it sit for a week. We're taking care of this now. You said maybe we could talk to a guards person to see if they might be able to accompany us. Is there, is there one on the way, or one around here that we can chat with? And go, see? go find um, Sergeant Soldado. He he doesn't work with a group, so whatever he's doing, you know, it's it's just him. Uh, you know, but he's he's going to be up in uh, up in Midlands. I know this is. This place is over in the Heights, so, you know, won't be a super short trip, but I'm sure you can. <laughs> He's investigating a murder right now, as far as I know. Um, someone stabbed with a, um, some sort of strange knife is all I have right now. Let me guess um, the shape of a key. Right, that was my first thought, yeah. too, you know. So <laughs> he's he's investigating that now, uh, but the person's already dead. Right. So... Uh, you, you could probably take his attention for a bit. Well, it just so happens that we've been fostering quite an amicable relationship with this Grawl Soldato. What do you think, gang? See if he might be willing to accompany us to Lavender? Absolutely. Aye. That is our best bet. Cressida, it, it always is a pleasure speaking with you. We appreciate what you're doing for this town, and we're going to continue doing what we can to 
um, alleviate some of the weight on your shoulders. Please take care of yourself. We'll report back once we have an opportunity to speak with Grawl and this Vendra Laugre, this charlatan. Yeah, I want all of you to make me a perception check. Okay. Ooh, natural 20. 29. I got a 17 on the die, which is pretty good. That's a 26. Not quite Chris's 29, but good for me. I got a 10 on the die for a 23. Only a 15 for Sylvie. It's actually only the boys that notice this. You notice like this whole time, she's clearly got a headache. She's like holding her head, but she's like, she's like scratching herself and she's wearing like long sleeves. Cressida, are you sick? I couldn't tell you. I mean, I've been working nonstop for like two days. I've gotten like four hours of sleep. I just assume I'm, I'm exhausted. You know, that's, that's, uh, there's no two ways about it, you know? I understand. In in fact, I came down with this blood veil disease a few days ago, and I was able to remove it. We have healing magics amongst this party that can take care of that. Do you need our help, or do you know someone who can take care of that for you? I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just, just tired. You are itchy, you are rashy. And so is everybody else that has this very same sickness that is racking this town. All right. Yeah, I'm not feeling great. All right. Can you roll up your sleeves? Show me things that aren't quite intimate. I just want... I'm taking a look as a medical professional. Maybe a diplomacy check. All right. I don't want Cressida to get sick and die because she's like our one in with Carmosa yeah. military police. She also feels like she's like running this freaking city. Uh, is it just me that's rolling this perception or? It's not perception, it's diplomacy. Oh, so sorry. Yeah, yeah that was diplomacy. Oh boy, I rolled a five on the die. That's a 19. I think this is worth spending the hero point. You got I don't want don't to screw this up. Six. All right. So. 20, right? Yeah. 19 to 20. 30, 20. DC 20. Oh. oh, thank God. All right, Vec, you twist my arm a little, won't you? Look, I'm just, I'm well enough to last a couple more days. If that can save some people that are actually dying today, that's the reason I haven't gone and seen anybody yet. I know I'm sick. Look, I've got, I've got the rash. I'm hoping you're all, you know, well aware of how to cure this and, and or cure it amongst yourselves and don't, uh, you know, don't get sick on my behalf. That's why I'm trying to cover all any of the rashes I have. But I think, you know, rash contact or whatever has been making people, has been getting people sick easier. I'm not coughing and wheezing yet, so I'm still here. Yeah, if the, if the Temple of Abadar can't heal someone or resources to heal someone as prominent as this, we have like a couple days to hit her with a, a neutralized disease or whatever. So I feel like we're going to be okay here. I mean, I have two level three spells. I could, I could try and help her out. Let's let's do this at like the end of a day if we've got something in the tank. Right now is we're starting fresh. We're going to be doing stuff today. There's no reason to spend resources on something that that can wait several days. I've already used my one remove disease. Respectfully, Chris, I understand what you're saying. I'm going to do one spell. I'm going to try one level three because a level that's your highest spell. Slot. It is, and I have two of them. Right. It's, I just, I, I also, I'm, I'm, it was the same thing I felt like with Mir this morning. This is some commoner that I don't know this, like, but at the same time, 
Mir wouldn't leave this person sick. Cressida is starting to get sick and is going to keep getting run down if she would barely tell us. I don't I don't know how if Mir had another spell, I think she'd also throw it out there. Yeah, yeah. If you, if I, it's one thing to prepare, yeah, neutralize disease or, or whatever this is, but like to spend a, a level three spell slot before we even headed to anything today. This is like our one in. Yeah. This is like one of the only friendly people that we have in the Corvos and like government. Right. I, I, and, I, and I get that. She is important, mm-hmm. but I think we just learned that she has several days of this at least that she can last. Is she at risk of infecting other people? At yeah, this point. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, half the city is at this point. Yeah. I mean, you'd say like, you know, where she's at right now, she's covering her rashes and whatever. But yeah, if it gets worse, you know, it, you know, to, to that point, it's like, okay, well, you know, if she gets a rash on her hands or something, then it becomes more infectious to everyone that has to deal with her. And she's not going to stop working ever. Mm-hmm. You I mean, could, you could certainly compromise and give yeah. her one of your um, anti-plagues or something. Cressida, I can't have you getting people sick here. You're too important to us, and you're too important to the people of this city. If you would, allow me to try and remove that from you. I'm just going to try once, and if I'm not successful, I'm not successful. And maybe you'll fight it off yourself, that's fine. But I need you functioning at full capacity. Will you let me do this? Yeah, that's fine. I, you know, I've, I've been thinking about what happens when it gets bad enough that I can't work with other people without getting them sick. That's a concern too. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Cressida aside for a moment. It's gonna take about ten minutes, and at the end we'll see if her, her splotches get pushed back. So Beck is going to pull her to the side. He's going to place his hands up high on her chest close to her shoulders and these the waves of golden energy start pulsing off of his body and start flowing into her and I'm going to try my counteract check against this disease. I want to roll a good d20 for this. I'm going to roll the big boy. I think you're also at a plus seven for this. Yep. Okay. I got a six on the die. I got a hero point it because that's going to fail. Switching out my dice. Was it a? I think is it not at a plus eleven? The the modifier. I'm pretty sure it's just the spell attack roll for this. It's like plus eleven. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said plus seven when you rolled. It's it. plus seven plus four because it's also plus your years. spell. spell. Mm, gotcha. The count- Sorry, I was just making sure. I don't I- know if that tells the counteracting us anything about the DC. is confusing. Yeah, yeah it it, so if you get a failure on counteract, what happens there? Can you pull that? So a failure. It, it just. It's lower Bales. than your... Ca- no, it says you still counteract if the counteract level is lower than your effects counteract level, which I, I guess I don't, we don't know what the, the actual counteract level of this thing is. Critical fail it, is the only straight fail. The failure will fail for this disease. Okay. okay. Yeah. We, I think we learned that last time I tried to counteract this. Yeah. That it was just barely not over your level. All right. Here we go. The hero point roll. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's a dirty 20. I think that does it. Mm-hmm. You gotta counteract it. The disease is DC. Nice. Yeah. So there's about 10 minutes. And for a moment, as he's pushing this golden energy into her body, it starts working its way back towards him and the splotches start to grow. And he focuses the power and the scowl comes over his face and he pushes it back into her. 
and the golden energy like wraps over what's left of her skin. It dissipates around the two of them and she shouldn't have any splotches on her anymore. Yeah, she does. Um, she is healed and um, she just says, I appreciate you using that on me. Um, you didn't have to, but it, it probably is a smart call. So it'll at least keep me in this office longer. So thank you, Vec. Don't go picking up random piles of coins. <laughs> Be careful who you speak to. Cover your mouth when you can. You ought to talk to Mr. Soldado when you see him. He has another... He, he had mentioned something about coins to me earlier, too. All right. We'll make sure we do that. If you're, you know, if you're planning on using using him as as kind of like the you know, the extra extra oomph behind the warrant we are we definitely are we'll take all the help we can get you take care of yourself okay i'll try be on the lookout we've gotten a couple of missing persons reports i can't tell at this point if they're due to disease or if they're uh if they're you know due to something else but with growl on this uh on this Keylock killer case. I wouldn't be surprised if it's not the disease at all that's making some people go missing. I'll let you know when I know more. Please do. Alright, we'll report back shortly. See you soon, Cressida. Take care. There is one other thing. I feel like there's been one more thing for the last 20 minutes. (laughs) Apologies. I haven't seen you in a few days and, well, things move fast. Um, We were able to uh, dig up some records of a of a woman that was working with uh, Rolf Lamb back in the day. Uh, we thought she was like his lover or something, uh, but she's she's uh, much older than him. A, a um, an elf woman, so she she won't look so old. Um, but she her her name's um, Jolstina Suspirio. She's some kind of performer. Uh, an acrobat or something. Uh, keep an eye out, turn an ear out. If you hear anything about that name, that might help you um, help you find and dig out where Rolf is as well. Um, like, <laughs> I feel like I can't dedicate enough resources to this Keylock Killer case that I want to. It's like the biggest case we've had in years, <laughs> and the plague's stopping us from from uh, diving into it. But I, I'll give you as much information about that. Um, that investigation as I can uh, because, you know, you all seemed interested in it, and I feel like you're the only help I can get for additional add-on uh, uh, investigations and, and that kind of thing, so um, again, appreciate your help. Let me know if you hear anything uh, tied to that name as well. We certainly will. Alright. Is there anything else? <laughs> well, uh, you know, make sure you take the make sure you take the warrant and, uh, you know, all that stuff. Alright. Let's get out of here. All right. So you guys head out, and I imagine you're heading to find uh, Sergeant Soldado at this point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know he works in Midlands, but you don't have much of an idea where this investigation may have taken him. So I'm actually going to need you to uh, gather information here, you know, in the in the city to see if you can like pick up the beat of where he is. All right. All right, that's uh, what, all, all you. I'm gonna start rubbing elbows here. See what's sure. up. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Sure. 
So yeah, it, it does take you, you know, the the typical two hours to kind of suss out where he uh, where he's been, and you you find him in Midlands where he normally patrolled, and you, you kind of find him in this like this series of apartments on kind of like the worst side of Midlands towards uh, Eadred Isle, not quite in Old Corvosa, but you know the, the neighborhood gets a little bit worse that way. I don't know. It's like a medieval crime scene, so it's not. I wouldn't say there's like the caution tape, but there's <laughs> like there's an alley that's blocked off, and and you see him kind of like writing in a notepad you know, before the entrance to the alleyway, and he'd uh, turn to the group of you as you arrive. Well, well, well. I haven't seen you in some time. Uh, thank you again for for uh, helping my niece. Uh, she's she's feeling quite well. Uh, I appreciate all the things you did for for uh, for Tace and the kids. Of course, Mister Soldado. We'll, we're helping how we can. You're not an easy man to track down, but I hear you are on the tail of a killer here. Yeah, this is um, well, it's the third body I found this week associated with uh, the Keylock Killer. You know, it's pretty signature. This jagged wound thing is I've been staking out this spot for a day now we got it we got it roped off uh, and I you know I've been checking in and and observing the entire scene uh, you know every morning so I did the same note taking yesterday because I figure he won't act in in the night but at the crime scenes the last two times the bodies went missing whoa either that night or or, or a night after uh, I can't be here 24 hours a day, but the bodies, they ain't stayed. Do you suspect uh, tampering or, and I hate to uh, raise this as a possibility, but do you think that the bodies left of their own accord? Now, I couldn't tell you. I know we're dealing with a necromancer, right? Keylock Killer, Rolf Lamb, same guy. And we know he has the power to bring bodies back, but... I didn't see like footprints leading out that, uh, or, or like movement around where the body had laid that indicated it got up on its own. Um, I'm a fairly good detective, so it, it does it does look like the bodies have been taken, but I cannot promise that they're not being brought back, or as we know of that guy being used to put together some sort of nasty abomination. Um, the the interesting thing is. Uh, and I can tell you right now, one was one's throat was slit, another one was stabbed in the abdomen, and another one's leg was cut clean off. Its artery there bled out. What I put together at this point is that he's trying to preserve parts of the bodies when he kills them. So if one was, you know, he damaged the neck, then the other one he's damaging the torso so that eventually he can get a full thing. It's undamaged. That's what I put together so far. It, it seems like he's, you know, he's he's varying the 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 area of the body he's attacking, and it doesn't seem like, you know, from from when Gakin was murdered, it, it doesn't seem like he's, you know, doubling up on the same spot. It sounds like he's going back to stitching the bodies together and creating some sort of flesh golem. Working off the assumption that he's building something that is 
somewhat humanoid in nature, or at least in structure, how much would you say that he has left to go? I mean, y'all could tell me. I never got to see the stuff. I, I heard about it through the, you know, through the guard's grapevine. I never got to see the kind of stuff that he had down in that little uh, hollow that y'all cleared out. You know, what what do these things have? You know, I, I'm not an expert on on uh, monstrosity crafting, you know, but like, did the thing have, you know, four arms? Like, was it, you know, was it the size of a regular man, looked like a regular man, or was it gigantic? Like, you could do a lot with, with several bodies, you know? I assume he's not, I assume with all the parts he has, he's not just using it all to make a guy my size, right? All right, see, that that's the answer that I was looking for because we did fight some um, some strange creatures that were assembled with different parts of different creatures. I, I guess when, when you said that different parts of these humanoid bodies were damaged in certain ways, preserving other parts of them, I thought maybe he was making some sort of, I don't know, Frankenstein creature, right? The two arms, two legs. Frankenstein's from a book you might not understand. Um, right, but like one a, head, know, a, a man-sized creature. Yeah, shaped like me or you. But <laughs> but maybe that's not the case because we've seen that he does get a little creative with how he puts things together. Right. The only thing that that I'm mentioning is that like the the part that he is damaged of each of these corpses is different when he's killed them. So if he's building something the size of you or me. He'd probably be done. I mean, I don't right, know how that's many. That's important. That's where I was. I don't going know how this. many bodies need to be put into, a, you know, a, a, a creature like that. But if he's making some sort of gigantic thing, it could, you know, it could be. I only have record of these three bodies. Now, if he's using other bodies or um, other bodies that he hasn't killed, that could be a completely different animal. I don't know. You know, the only thing I can tell you about these is they're not infected with blood veil. So he could be creating multiples or one big one? It may be that his aspirations are larger than the creature he crafted in those in those warrens there. He's perhaps that was only a uh, a test and he is yet to prove himself on how far he can reach with his uh, nefarious abilities. Right. So I guess to to fully answer your question, if he's making a creature he could be done with it and on to the next thing. It really depends on what he's making. I fear for the day we see it on the streets. Me too, Growl. Me too. Now, unfortunately, we didn't come here trying to help you dissect what's happening at this specific uh, specific crime scene or at the like of different crime scenes that you've been investigating. Um, we're working with Cressida, trying to uh, stop a peddler, someone who is... Um, promising a, a fake resolution to this plague to people. Fake vaccine or, or what have you. We have some evidence. We have a warrant from Cressida, but she thinks that perhaps the warrant might not be enough considering that none of us are guardsmen. If you would be able to spare us a few hours or an afternoon, perhaps, would you be able to come with us down to this shop called Lavender and have words with the people there. Uh, basically say, stop pumping poison into the veins of the citizens of Kavosa and stealing their coin. Well, I mean, there's not much else I can do with this crime scene aside from wait. Uh, 
you know, I, I got a couple other leads to follow, but it, that kind of stuff, you know, it, it is what it is. I doubt I'm going to catch during the light of day the, the key lock killer in the act, so I'm more than happy to accompany you. Uh, the only thing I would ask is that y'all keep, you know, your eyes and ears to the ground for anything anything related to this case. I, I think it's it's more important than having just me on this job. And I know we're stretched thin, but... I mean, this guy's killing. This guy's killed three people this week. Like, in any other circumstance, that'd be the number one crime that the guards investigating, and we got everybody, you know, dispersing the crowds in front of the the temples, and you know, people are dying, and we're moving bodies and stuff. I get all of that, but you know, in my opinion, there's not a life that's more important than another life, and people are dying in in this circumstance too. So. That's, that's all I'd ask is that you he- y'all help me, um, you know, y'all let me know if you find any other information or, you know, whatever it is. I, I just, I feel like I need support on this and I'm, I'm kind of getting worn thin too. <laughs> I feel like the rest of us, uh, as the guards individually, <laughs> we're a metaphor for, <laughs> for the larger, for the larger organization. We're all getting worn thin and the organization is already worn thin. Um, it's only a matter of time till we're all sick too. Well, there's nothing that we know today that you don't. But what I will promise you is that we will lend our assistance in any way that we can to you in the future trying to catch this keylock killer. I agree. We we all had our, our run-ins with Gadrin and then all of the disgusting necromantic spawn that Rolf made himself. I want to see him below the ground just as much as you do. If if we'll we'll, we'll do what we can. All right. Uh, there was one other thing that you know. I know you guys are kind of you're helping with the plague and investigating the plague. We finally got uh, Brienne to, to actually talk to us about uh, what was going on with her. Uh, she had a little stash of silver coins underneath her bed, and she said she found them right before she got sick. Um, I don't know if y'all have heard anything about you know, coins as well, but... I just healed a man yesterday, and he he fell ill when he found a pile of coins. Well, two similar stories makes a trend. I'd agree. Pretty dang sure about it. And all the priests at Abadar have been saying, you know, once once Brienne told, told her mom about that, then I was like, well, is that why Ashani was saying all, you know, all his other, you know, co, co-worshippers or whatever you want to call them, uh, we're we're also getting sick, but I, you know, I, I haven't been tracking down uh, who's been distributing this stuff. She picked it up in this district in Midlands. She said she picked it up outside of um, of that family that she's she's been helping um, helping taste with you know you know cleaning their house and stuff. Uh, she she picked it up like down the street from them, and it was uh, it was kind of in like a bundle. And it was, you know, in plain sight in the the end of an alleyway, uh, on top of a on top of a crate or something. And you know, the bundle she said, you know, she could see the 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 silver pieces inside. That sounds like a similar story to the other person I healed. He found a pile of coins just sitting there under a light, even in plain sight. Well, I mean, someone's spreading this disease. I don't know how they're getting it on the coins. But doesn't that make y'all think that, like, this ain't no natural occurring thing? Like, it's, if you're putting it on coins, it's we we know the Ergothoa 
the camp of Ergothoa is involved in this. Like they, they gotta be. I think that's who's infecting these coins, right? Like you got, you can't just like stick a coin near a sick person and make it make other people sick most of the time, right? There's no part of me that thinks this is natural. I think this has been an, a made disease, and it's been spread by someone on purpose. But I don't know who. I don't know where they're doing this. So it's a little hard to shut it down for now. Right. Well, I'll keep y'all informed if I hear anything on that end, too. That way we can keep each other in the loop. It concerns me a little that the necromancer has been out killing people, and then we have this massive disease going on. It makes me wonder what kind of connection there is there, if one. Now, there's a there's a strange thing, and I, you know, I, I don't mean to profile because, you know, tastes and that, that side of our family are Varesian, but... That is the only other thing I noticed about these bodies. They're all Varesian. Why would that matter? I mean, maybe it's a coincidence, but like, what? what is it about Varesians? I'm feeling more and more as though the queen is involved in this and has brought in a party that is outside of, outside of Varesia and is slowly killing off many parts of her city to then gain a larger foothold as well. So, like, the Varesians would be, like, the non-Shuanti native people here, right? This, right. this is in exactly. Varesia, so the, you know, the original settlers of most of this area ended up becoming Varesians, and then when this place was formed, the Chalaxians set up a colony here. So you'd expect, like, there'd be... You'd know, you'd all just know about the population of... of Corvosa, that there's like a good chunk of people that are like native Varesian just from like Magnamar or somewhere else. And uh, and then there's a big chunk of people that are Chalaxian, like former, like from families that were from Chelyax that, that colonized this area. And the queen is from Chelyax, yeah. The queen so. is specifically like a... Yep. Like the Arabasti family is, is prominent in Chelyax. Like, it just makes me worry that she brought in this group and this group is uh, spreading it and specifically spreading it to people who are not, like, the they are, Chila- like, not the Chalaxians in the area. They are, that is their attempt. She'd have more control, probably more favor for her as a whole. I agree with you. I want to be very careful, though, about just immediately, like, assigning this to, like, genocide against one person or even say that this is, like, the queen who's doing this. I think there's a couple things that make some things look suspicious, but there's no direct evidence yet saying that the queen is behind any of this or that any one group is being targeted. We're starting to come around some of these things, and clearly that's kind of where this is going. But I want to be very clear that our I, I, th- I don't think our characters know that yet, even though that is where this is going. I think that is where this is going. Oh, I, w- I mean, yeah, this is Haley, not Mir, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Because the queen brought in these healers from outside, mm-hmm. uh, right? Like, there's a lot She's of consolidating evidence. power with like other Chalaxians. Yes. Yeah, yeah like Devilus, Chalaxian doctor. Yep. Um, the the doctors that he brought with them, him, Chalaxian. So yeah, like, I mean, your characters probably aren't like to that far point yet. No, but they're you know, I, I can see kind of starting to be like, oh well, well that's kind of strange. That's yeah. interesting, mm-hmm. you know. And it's not Shuanti, so what you know, like, what's going on? Because normally that's where your head goes when it's like people being completely discriminated against. So the group of you heads to 
lavenders? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. You switched maps and I can see through some of the windows, the floor is lavender. <laughs> it is. Yep. That's cool. I like that. It is called lavender. I get it. It's cool to see it. <laughs> so you approach a nice looking shop in in um, the high district, the heights, with windows kind of all along the front of the building. You walk by what looks like a kind of like a a rustic wooden door that looks like it might lead to a back alley entrance. Uh, And then you see like the front door of the shop is where all these people are lined up to get in. The crowd is so dense here. You're pretty much either going to have to wait in line or sway the crowd to let you in. I mean, we got a guard person. I feel like we can use some yelling and intimidation. So what I'm going to do is for all... Um, charisma checks since you went and got a guard uh, for all charisma checks in Lavenders you're going to take a uh, plus two circumstance bonus um, nice to making any of them again Growl's like a plain clothes detective mm-hmm. um, so he definitely has like some authority and can flash a badge but that's not as flashy as having like you know a, a troop of guards like with you in like the full Corvos and Guard regalia. So he can certainly help you. And, you know, when it comes to negotiating people down with like these warrants, that's definitely going to be a big help having a guards person. But out here to the layman, you know, if he flashes his badge, you're going to like, you're going to get like three of the people that are like, okay, I'm out of the way. But there's like, there's this line is like wrapping around the block. There's so many people and you, you worry that if, if you just push through, which you could certainly try, but I think you're all intelligent enough to know, like, if you do that, there's going to be some some dissent with these people that have been waiting all day. What do you all want to do? How do we get in here? Push through. All right. Diego, I need you looking tough. Sylvie, do the same. Figgy, get nasty. All right. Oh. Diego, adjust the thing mask that he's got that is uh, a little bit more intimidating on him now. Y'all trying to... Y'all trying to intimidate these guys, or are you just going to push through? So, let's try an intimidation first. If not, we can force our way through. All right, Grawl, hold out your badge. Um, Official guard business. We're here to see. We got we to gotta get in, talk to the owner of this establishment. At the same time, Vec raises up the, uh, the warrant that we have and casts Bullhorn cantrip that will allow everyone around us definitely to hear him. We're not here to take any care out of anybody's hands. We just need to have words with the owner and we'll be out of your hair. Not even gonna slow the line down, but you gotta let us in first. Alright, I would let you use diplomacy for that because that seemed pretty diplomatic. It's whatever you want to use, honestly. It's it's the same bonus. Okay. Alright. Remember you get your plus two from Yes, that is going to be a 25. With a 25, the crowd does disperse around the door. Uh, it takes them a little bit because they're like trying to maintain their order in line and push each other back. And you're able to see into um, see into the establishment. Now, you, you used a bullhorn. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that the customers that are inside right now leave and get in the front of line. Sure. So that you can kind of do your business, because basically there's no room for 
stealth or anything now. Like you, you've announced your intent and you're heading in. So these commoners don't want to be like a, a part of obstructing guard business or whatever. Sure thing. So you guys can move in. And this map that we see is kind of wild. What's going yeah, on here? So bright. <laughs> so, yeah, Corey. Again, thank you for for these maps. Uh, the lavender floors are perfect. You walk in, and heady scents twist throughout the cramped but stylish perfumery. A dizzying assortment of bottles, from gaudy ceramic containers to graceful crystalline vials, lie in a variety of lace and ribbon-strewn tables, shelves, and racks, as well as an eye-catching display in the wide front window. Across from the front door's lavender-tinted glass panes runs a long counter stacked high with hundreds of simple clay files bearing round magenta stoppers. Violet flourishes swoop across a sign reading, Lavender's Luxuriant Liniment. Either you've got it or you've had it. And you can hear still like the uh, <laughs> the the two saleswomen um, are are like, you know, kind of following up on like the last customers and, and don't immediately recognize you as like non-customers except for like Grau and Vec who had just talked and um, they they have like these these clay files in their hand and they're like offering them up um, they're like Lavender's luxuriant liniment is the everyday elixir for the common corvosin. It wakes you up in the morning and calms you down at night. It soothes aching joints, tired feet, sword hands, and throbbing heads. It takes the pain out of cuts, burns, bruises, and blemishes. It smells like chastity, confidence, and respectability, and tastes like honey dewdrops over snow clouds. Most miraculously, though, Lavender's luxuriant liniment dispels blisters, minimizes swelling, calms the complexion, and erases all symptoms of the common blood veil complaint. Would you like to buy some? And at this, Lavender, Lavender, like, puts a hand, uh, or, uh, you know, the, the the owner of the establishment, who you assume, like, goes by Lavender to the public, but is actually probably Miss Vendra, puts a hand up. Girls, girls, there's no need to sell to these people. They're merely here to, uh, I assume, discuss our wondrous products and have a look around. What can I do for you ladies and gentlemen today? Yeah, yeah, pleasure. Is it Miss uh, Laugree? Yes, I am uh, Miss Laugree. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. My name is Vacarelbe. This is Mia, Figgy, Sylvie, Diego, and my very good friend, Gralso Dado. He's a member of the Covosan God. Now, we had a friend who is a patron of yours. And he told us some very incredible things about the... Um, how would you put it? Is it a cure for, for Blood Veil? Of course, it's a cure-all. Great. Whatever ails you. All right, so a cure. A cure for Blood Veil. Now, it, unfortunately, our, our friend who's a good friend of ours um, sampled your product and it didn't work for him. Would you know why that would be? No, I wouldn't. I mean, obviously, many of the customers that I've had, uh, well, they can't help but contract the disease again. That's why I have so many repeats. But if you already have the disease, I mean, your your product should remove it. He had it. He definitely did. When he took your... Ah, yes. Uh, removal from, not protection from. Well, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't removed. Well, he quite easily could have picked it up again. 
Do you have any proof that he didn't? Fair enough, maybe I don't. But seeing as we're working with the Corvos and God, can you tell my friend here, Mr. Soldato, how you discovered this, um, this cure? You don't have to say what's in it. I'm sure that's proprietary, but you must understand that this has become a matter of state. There are many people who are passing away from this illness. And as a citizen of Corvosa, you must commiserate. We need to do everything we can to stop it. All right, and we're certainly doing our part. Uh, I, of course, can't tell you the proprietary recipe behind my uh, luxuriant liniment, but um, I've been healthy for days, taking it every day, and I deal with sick customers every minute. Uh, that is, uh, you know, I won't say that that's proof alone, but that is certainly um, a testament to the efficacy of the luxuriant liniment that I'm able to be healed every day from the ailment that my customers bring into this establishment, as well as my co-workers. We were able to find this uh, elixir through a you know, cal- alchemical um, process that we do in our laboratory. Uh, obviously, we have alchemical tools already to formulate all the wonderful perfumes that we sell in here, which you can also buy with your Lavender's Luxurious Liniment at a 50% off price when you buy a liniment. But beyond that, I, I'm not I'm not quite sure uh, what else you need to know. Oh. That sounds lovely. Maybe I'll pick something up on the way out. Give me a little bit of a le- an edge with the ladies, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Make me a perception check. Vec, I assume you've kind of like moved in and are talking to her. She's yeah, I'd be here. like right up on this. Um, yeah. So maybe uh, me But I'm definitely up here with my boy Diego because yeah. if shit goes down, I want a big guy next to me. You'd say like Growl's probably to your other side showing the... Um, Showing the badge. Mm-hmm. Mirror. Mirror and Sylvie can make me perception checks. Ooh. I'd say Mirror would be casually looking around the whole time, like looking mm-hmm. at the different stuff and listening from like kind of the corner of her eye watching. Uh, so I got a total of a 22. Do you need Figgy to do anything? Uh, Figgy wouldn't be able to help you here. Okay. Um, so you are paying attention and you're close to the door and you can hear somebody out there is is like just talking this liniment up to the customers that are in line uh basically um basically reassuring everybody that you know whatever's going on in there is uh has nothing to do with the liniment and uh that he personally has been healed by it uh and is coming back just because it helps his achy joints I swear, if I walk out there and it's the dude I wasted my level three spell on, there's going to be close to murder. I think you should look. Mira's going to poke her head out. It's not that guy. Okay, oh thank goodness. We trusted him. Mira's about to stab him and <laughs> hope for the best. So, I don't know. Do we all like, yeah. just let it, let it go for now? Or do we want to tell them don't believe him? Because I don't feel like they're going to believe us. I feel like we could potentially use the information we have as leverage against the shop owner. Like, if you come quietly with us and stop selling, we won't expose your shady business practices so you can have a business again. But if you don't go calmly with us, we will expose you for everything that you are and you will never own a shop again. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. All right. 
So at this point, Vec kind of leans up to the counter and slowly pushes the uh, the warrant that we have across. Now, Miss Lowry, if we can speak quite frankly, I don't think that what you're creating is going to cure the disease. Furthermore, the alchemists who are hired by the Corvos and God to investigate things like this and trying to find a plague agree with me. I'm not saying that you can't keep selling your perfumes and making this place a more beautiful part of Corvosa, but I am saying that we may want to slow back a little bit on pushing a cure on people that I think we both know doesn't actually cure them. So you're sliding the... Um, that warrant? The, the uh, Cressida's warrant. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she takes a look. Oh, a signature from um, Miss Cresta Croft? Oh, well, you've that's quite official. Um, unfortunately, um, you and I kind of both know that it's the Grey Maiden's responsibility to take care of law in Corvosa. Oh, no. Without a warrant from the Grey Maidens, I, I certainly wouldn't be shutting down my business. I know how high up Miss Croft is, uh... Heck, I helped elect her. I was one of the people that, that voted for her. She seems to know her stuff. Unfortunately, though, she doesn't have jurisdiction over the businesses. Not anymore. And this man you've brought with you? Uh, sir, um, you, you're a detective, yes? Yes, ma'am, I am. Well, could you please inform me what crime I'm committing by selling wares and inspiring hope? In the populace? And, uh, you know, he thinks on that for a minute and, you know, he, he kind of like looks to Vec. Like, you know, I mean, I usually arrest people that are committing like, you know, heinous crimes. Great. Yeah. I can suggest a few. Fraud, forgery. You're not curing anybody of anything. We know what's in this. Hmm. Let me think back. Kind of smells like river water, doesn't it? Not too pleasant on the nostrils, right? You can tout what you think is in my elixir all day, but you have no real proof. You have no access to the laboratory that produces this. You can't see for yourself. How do I know that the vial you have was even purchased here? I've never seen any of you. I don't even have a receipt. There's no receipt from you on purchasing this vial. They Great. certainly, they certainly um, have been here, whoever created this mock-up for you. How much does a vial cost? Oh, I'd prefer not to do business with you, and I think that's well within my rights hmm. as a business owner. Hmm. I don't know, guys. What do you want to do? I think we maybe go more into the uh, expose her as a fraud route and, like, we might not I mean you it's kind of like us against her but uh, we could work to expose her if she's making this in a lab somewhere maybe we could find our way into the lab and like if we start driving away her customers we have more we have more body power manpower than she does okay so that route I would say would be intimidating her um, which you can certainly do. I, I'm, at this point, I'm going to have you have you choose a route to make a roll. 
Um, so you could either, you know, intimidate like that and say, basically, we're going to squeeze you. Uh, you know, it may not be now, but we're going to mess with you if, you know, if you continue to sell this. I would say the other end of that is to be diplomatic and say, like, you know, something along the lines of like, hey, we can wipe all this clean if you stop selling it now. Like, we don't have to take this to the Grey Maidens or whatever. Or you could flat out lie to her. You know, that would be deception. Mm -hmm. You could, um, you could obviously, you know, either threaten something like well beyond what you guys would reasonably do or, or, you know, you could offer her some sort of thing that, um, you know, you, you, you rightly can't offer as, mm -hmm. so, uh, you, you kind of have a couple routes here. I like a little bit of A and C there. Intimidation plus a little line deception. Yeah. Deception's my worst. I think I'm going to go into intimidation, but Chris, yeah, to your point, I'm going to kind of be borrowing from both camps here. So Vex like, you know what? That's fair. I wouldn't want to do business with somebody who, you know, like myself is... You know, here for here, here for other is. Let, let me just be straight with you. You know what you're doing. I know what you're doing, and you're right. We do not have the the authority to do this. You know, frankly, I, I wish we did, but we don't. We we have we have a warrant, and maybe it's not what we hoped it would be. But that doesn't mean I won't go to the Grey Maidens. My friend here, Mister Soldato, is friends with a couple. And um, what was that one? Sabina someone, right? Uh, Sabina Marin? Was it Marin? Oh, uh, yeah, the, the head of the Queen's Guard. Yeah, that's the one. She's got the, she's got a scar, right? Yeah, we, I They're mean, we- a couple fingers. We trained together before yeah. we, you know, took our separate routes in public service. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> real, real bruiser. Um, okay, so, so Miss Lowry, tell you what. If you don't want to stop selling this, that's fine. But Grawl and me, we're going to go have a conversation with Miss Sabina Marin. And then she's going to come back here. And if she comes back here, well, well, okay. Um, He got quite a crowd out front. I'm sure they're going to be quite scared off if they do. So tell you what, how about you go on masking the scent of death with your perfumes and your freaking river water and your sugar and all that but you stop selling things that you know aren't to cure and we just go our separate ways and call it at that okay the sequence i'm gonna ask for here is a a deception roll mm -hmm. first because as you guys well know Grau and sabina hate each other he played along with you so yeah you know you guys are gonna follow that route but there's no way you can like I'm just banking on her not knowing exactly, that. Exactly, exactly. So that's why that one's going to be a deception. If she believes that, then we're going to do an intimidate. And if she is successfully deceived and intimidated, then we'll see what happens. Okay, I don't have any hero points left. So we're just at the mercy of these rolls. Yeah. Um, again, you're at a you're at a plus two uh, from, from Growl helping you out. I mm -hmm. assume nobody else uses or has those skills. You could certainly chime in to aid... Figgy has a pretty good intimidation, especially with this plus two. So he could also, like, maybe he could, like, kind of threateningly growl while also, like, you know how a cat will look at you before they dump, like, cups and stuff off the table? Well, he's directly next to a table full of cures. Like, I feel like he could 
he could be sitting there like growling like with a paw like ready to destroy some okay. stock. Uh, now remember as a group, you know, aid is the same bonus, so you can't yeah. uh, can't benefit from multiple aids. So you're just gonna have to you can have multiple people aid, but the benefit is only stacked once. Alright, let me start with this deception check. So are we doing any no aids on deception? I have a or Sylvie has a plus eight for deception and she could chime in because she went to the oh. same school. So an alumni. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, with the, the I don't know if you're factoring the plus I two. The plus two applies to everybody making charisma checks in. Oh, okay. So. so then I would be at a plus ten. Got a 50-50 shot of making it work, you know? It doesn't say I have yeah. a plus ten on deception too, but I think that makes way more sense for you to do. I mean, you could certainly try it as well. Um, you know, you might say something about like, you know, you clearly have a shill out in the crowd. We could take him away. Yeah. Well, it's for deception. Right. What you can't yeah, take yeah, him yeah. away. What are you going to do? <laughs> you can't actually take him away for talking about the, you know, the cure-all. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can call that out and I will attempt as well. What do we have? Oh, yeah. I could just roll it. It's going to be easier. Yep. Ooh, Ooh, they're not real great. So I did not aid. <laughs> I didn't critically fail or anything. Yep. So no harm, no foul from here. Sylvie aids with her alumni connection. Okay. What's your total? Oh, um, with that you plus like two, that. I'm at a 28. So not quite a critical. Not quite a crit, but yeah, definitely an aid. So it's plus one. Yes. Yeah, so you're rolling this at a plus three. Okay. 30, 20. 30-20, it seems that, like, she believes what you're saying, but does she find that to be enough of a threat to stop selling this? That's fair, and that's why I was doing this. I just want to plant a seed of doubt in someone's head before I, you know, hit them with the big stinger. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, the best lies are just, like, shades of truth, right? Mm -hmm. So I know Sabina. I know she's a badass. Do I know that she's coming here? No. But, like, throwing her name around is something else, right? So now Vec is going to lay down the Intimidate. Uh, Figgy, you want to try and get that aid? In yeah, there? Figgy's going to try to aid us. Anyone I mean, else could try? Diego definitely could. Yeah, right. I can I can posture a bit. I, just my presence, I'm sure, is intimidating. Ugh. I do aid. Figgy does not aid. Rolled really bad for both of these. That's fine. Diego does, so you're still at a plus three. All right. There we, there we go. Uh... 29. Okay. All right. I can see you're not going to let this go. So, what's it going to take? I can stop selling this. How do I keep you quiet? Vex's going to give the eye to Grawl, but he's going to start talking. You know, frankly, ma'am, that's all we were looking for. We're not trying to hurt your business. We're not trying to put any penalty on you. Just don't push a cure that we know is not a cure. That's it. All right. I will tell the people waiting in line that the special property of um, the luxurious liniment has unfortunately run out. Been exhausted. Unfortunately, the guard needed it to cure their ranks. And so there's no more left to sell. Fair enough. Stocks run dry. Absolutely. That's not what she's going to tell them. Like, like it's not that the stocks run dry; it's that the Cor Corvosan guard is just stolen it all. Yeah, like bought up all the supply. Yeah. Right, the stocks run dry for them. It's done. But yeah, that, that's just this is a massive problem. If she does that, 
It would further split the city against the Corvosan guard and towards the Grey Maidens. You guys want me to push on that or what? Do we have an accord? I don't. I think this is going to be really bad if we let it go. Yes. I think Diego might perk up here. Ma'am, I have a hard time letting this go without you relaying to the people here in whatever manner you feel is going to uh, help you land comfortably after this, that the ingredient in this luxurious liniment is not effective at treating blood veil. I don't care how you get about to relaying that fact. I don't, I understand that you need to continue running your business, but these people out there cannot continue to believe that the, this, this treatment you're selling is effective. If you stop selling it, someone else will make some other hogwash or snake oil and start selling it as the cure itself. Perhaps the herb you are using has lost its potency. That could be a way out. But I don't think we're going to have you saying that the god is taking over your stash. We don't want any division there. Well, isn't that exactly what you're doing? No, because you never had a cure. Again, that you can't prove. No. I'm giving you a opportunity to have me stop selling this without taking it up the chain. What's the benefit for you driving a wedge between the people and the god? Why can't you just say that something didn't work or is exhausted or is done? I'm not going to damage my credibility. It's not your credibility. Pass pass the buck onto your supplier. Say the person you're getting it from uh, lied to you. Make a diplomacy check. Okay, I'm going to try to aid this. Uh, off by one. Uh, I'm going to spend a hero point to reroll that, though. Good deal. All right. I've rolled. I'll, I'll wait to hear what you got. Yep. 16 on the die. I aid. All right. That's going to bring it up to a dirty 30. Dirty 30. I'll tell you what. Sure. I won't posture this as the guard's fault, but I'm losing out here. Uh, so I'm going to need... If... If we're going to damage my credibility in this process, whether it be my supply chain or my ingredients, then I'm going to need compensation for that in order to continue running my business without the luxurious liniment uh, and keep all of these new customers that, uh, that know of me. Well, that's going to cost money. And so if you want me to leave the guard out of it, I'll do so... If you buy up my current supply. Tell you what, there's plenty of piles of shiny coins in the streetlights <laughs> these days. Shouldn't be hard for you to get back on your feet. How much of a supply are we talking about? Uh, it looks like she has enough for, you know, you got here kind of midday. Looks like she has enough to get through about a third of the line. So it's going to be 25 gold. Ooh. Diego turns to the rest of the party um, saying, this is a very small price for the lives we're going to save. I'm inclined to uh, accept that that offer. Does he speak for all of you? Is that acceptable terms? I do not like that you are still getting out ahead, selling these lies to the people who just need a cure. But I do not want to damage and divide the city any further. If that is what it takes... That is it. I, I'd agree, but I refuse to be seen carrying all of this out. We need to go through a back door or something. Yeah, we'll 
It'll give you the coin. You throw it in the river, whatever you want to do. Destroy it. We'll watch. I don't care. We don't want people seeing us this. It's not right. Sure. We've got a, um, you know, a restroom that we can use. We can pour it all down there. Uh, you can watch. And then I will leave the shop with you and tell the crowd what you want them to hear. Great. I'm so glad we reached an amicable situation here. Okay. Uh, you, you certainly, you know, she, she will take the rest of her supply and, uh, and dump it and leave with you, you know, out the front door. And she kind of like flips her sign from open to closed. And she would uh, call out to the line. Everyone, everyone, the, the fine folk from the Corvosan Guard have informed me that one of my ingredients has run its course in, in this town. It's no longer able to provide the cure uh, we're talking about. And thank goodness they did. Uh, we poured out our supply and we'll be refunding those of you that have purchased uh, today uh, as our new batch is, um, is tainted. And unfortunately, that means we won't have any more liniment. I know that is the worst news for many of you, but what I can say is use your gold to purchase um, antitoxins in the uh, in the interim. I don't believe I'm going to have any supply in the future. However, we do still sell wonderful smelling perfumes, uh, etc. So uh, we do still hope that you shop at, um, at Lavender's, but we will not be selling the liniment going forward. Uh, and then, you know, the crowd kind of rubble, 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 and they, and they disperse. And, um, and she, um, kind of heads inside. Uh, well, a deal's a deal. And she closes the door behind her, and you hear the click of a lock, and, uh, you're all outside. The temptation that I had to just start breaking bottles. She was infuriating. Great job, Griffin, on the role mm-hmm. play, but she was infuriating. <laughs> yeah, not my favorite NPC. Yeah, um, good rolls. That could have gone sideways pretty quick. Yeah, it could have. Um, and, uh, you know, this is, this is something that <laughs> Sylvie might bring up, like, afterwards. You know, she barely figured the components of this. Like, it was very well conjured. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, I mean, you think that woman in there, although she maybe, like, didn't outwardly show it, is is definitely the person that brews this. Like, it is some sort of alchemist, just isn't creating something that actually is magical. Mm. But ha- it certainly has, like, a high degree of crafting skill. However, you've succeeded on ending this without any violence or bloodshed. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Big goal. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you all feel stronger. <gasps> yes! <Whoa>! And level up. <laughs> I knew I knew I could smell. I came in today I was like, I can smell the level up. And I think we'll continue the curse campaign next oh, time. All right. Haley, Chris, Emily, you're welcome. <laughs> 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 The Bestow Curse Podcast is a Hideous Laughter Productions show. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Curse of the Crimson Throne is copyright 2016. 
Curse of the Crimson Throne and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo Incorporated and used with permission.